Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 149. Happy to be with you. Glad to be uh, running this podcast live on Facebook. Uh, extremely proud to be a member of these next two groups here, the Education Podcast Network. Chris Nessie and the work he's doing uh, certainly support this podcast, but all of the education podcasts on there, as well as my friends uh, at Voice Ed Radio Canada, Stephen Hurley doing great work, live radio every morning there, Voice Ed Radio Canada. Uh, really appreciate uh, being considered uh, in their groups there. So hello, welcome, mom, good to see you. Uh, all of our regular watchers and listeners, uh, happy to be with you. We are going to meet Assistant Principal Danielle Kalinske here in a moment. She is from the uh, Buffalo area, and I love how Western New York is. I love the term Western New York. I, I grew up in Staten Island, New York. I, I didn't even know it was there, right? Like, And now I've met so many great people from that area. It's such a beautiful area, and uh, we're going to meet Danielle in a moment. And uh, she hasn't been doing this 20 years. She hasn't been doing uh, assistant principal or principal stuff for a while. And she jumped in the pool here to talk about this. And uh, we're excited to meet her momentarily. Uh, a little commercial. I am starting a leadership, uh, a mastermind group and a, a coaching group made up of school administrators. We're kicking this off on January 10th. And there'll be two sessions, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Those are on Sundays. And they'll run for six weeks. So if you're an educator, um, you have you know read my book, you know me a little bit, I'd love for you to join us. We have a number of people signed up. I'm going to limit the groups to five. So they're small groups and they're, they're mastermind groups. We're going to brainstorm. We're going to share. We're going to grow together. We're going to learn. So if you are interested, uh, it's on my website. Certainly reach out to me. I'd love for you to be part of that. Deanna Stevenson, my friend here, Western New York, uh, representing. Uh, Deanna, um, or Dr. Dina, excuse me. So, but I appreciate that you being here, Dina. Uh, so that was one thing. The second thing I wanted to share, uh, I wanted to say thank you to all the educators out there, all the teachers out there, people that are working in the schools, the custodians, right? God, the, the cafeteria staff, central office administrators, all of us that make up schools, uh, people are just working hard, right? They're working hard through this. They're, they're in a new uh, time and doing the best they can. So uh, I do want to give a thank you to all of them here on, you know, a couple of weeks before the holidays. And just, just to say thank you for that. And the last thing, I did one of my leadership sparks recently about the balloon being full, right? And people are just, they're just stressed, right? You could say good morning to somebody and they'll say good morning. Are you crazy? We're in a pandemic. This is crazy. And, and, and they're just, just so stressed. So we as school leaders, we got to be mindful of that. Take it down a notch, you know, absorb, right? Just, okay, you know, it's just just take it down a notch. People are stressed and certainly going into the holidays, we know that it ratchets up even more. Uh, so be mindful of that and, and be patient with each other. Be kind with each other uh, uh, during these times. So but let's get started. We're going to meet again, Danielle Kalinsky here uh, in a moment, Frontier Middle School Assistant Principal. Uh, she's our guest today. And I met Danielle uh, last spring. Uh, she joined a book study uh, of my book, The Principal Surviving and Thriving. And 
right? She, she was kind of new to administration and she did something that she had never done before, right? She joined this group and, and it was a blast. We had an awesome group and we all learned a lot. And, you know, the, the point I wanted to open with is the power of a single experience. Danielle stepped out of the norm. She did something, she read the book and she participated in all of the sessions. She really stood out uh, as a leader in the sessions. And I invited her to come on. And now she's taken another step, right? Something that she hasn't done before. And it goes back to that concept of the power of a single experience, right? I think these interactions we have with people, right? If Danielle had said no to the podcast, you know, hey, that's that's okay too. But she wouldn't she wouldn't be moving on. A, a quick story: my friend uh, Dr. Al Saki in Connecticut is a principal, and he got a, a new job at a new school, a, a much bigger school, and, and a much bigger responsibility. And he called me after he got the job, and he said. Drew, as he calls me in that voice, Drew, um, he, he said, I, they, they listened to the podcast. They listened to the podcast and they, they, they got to know me through it. And it was through that experience that, uh, uh, again, Al came on the podcast. Dr. Rousaki, you want to watch that episode? It's way back when, um, you know, he took a risk coming on and Danielle's taking a risk coming on. So, that power of the single experience, you never know where it's going to go. Engage with people, put your best foot forward, and see where it takes you, right? The more things you can take part in, the more things you're going out of your norm, they're going to help you. And and, and Danielle's a great example of that. And let's let's bring her into the show here now. She is in the waiting room here, stay at school late. We're going to bring her in here. And bam, there she is. Danielle, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, really happy uh, for you to join us. Uh, folks, this is Danielle Kalinsky. Am I pronouncing it right, Danielle? Am I getting that right? Absolutely. Yes, you are. Okay. And she is the assistant principal uh, at Frontier Middle School, uh, Western New York, as they say. Dr. Dean is watching. Uh, Danielle, what are your thoughts on that opening concept about, again, the power of a single experience and your journey, which brought you right here today? Well, for sure, I think that having those little moments that stick out in your mind and when you reflect on that and think back to, you know, that moment in time that you didn't realize was going to have such an impact on you, I think that that is just so profound because you can think back to, like, how did I get here? And sometimes it wasn't, you know, I think most people would say that their path was not intentional or purposeful, that they kind of ended up in some of the places kind of by accident. And they're glad that they did, but they it would not have been their intentional path. Yeah. Well, you're here today, and I'm glad uh, that you did that. Why don't you give an introduction uh, of yourself to our listening audience? Because we're we're national, we're global here on Education Leadership Beyond. And tell us uh, who you are, Danielle. Well, this is my second year as an assistant principal at Frontier Middle School, and prior to that, I had been a special education teacher at Frontier Middle School. Um, and even prior to that, I had been a student at Frontier. <laughs> so, oh, wow. and so was my husband. So, I have a wonderful husband, and we've been married for 22 years. Um, and we have two amazing children, and they are um, my daughter, Olivia, is 13, and she's in the eighth grade at Frontier Middle School. Hi, Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you noticing that we're a very Frontier family? Yeah. Um, and my son is in ninth grade at Frontier High School. His name is Johnny. Wow. All yeah. Frontier Middle School. Did 
did you and your husband talk? Did you meet in middle school? No. No, we actually never met in high school. We met afterwards. I was 19 when I met him, graduated, you know, already in my first year of college. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I'm going to have to visit Frontier Middle School, get me a T-shirt here. Uh, and, and Danielle, what is it like for you? I know this is a, I'm always interested in this. Being that you were a teacher there and now an administrator, is, was that hard to transition into that role? I think that what held me back from moving into administration was that I thought that it would, but it actually feels very natural to me as though it's where I always should have been. So I definitely am very cognizant of, of the transition and some things that might be, um, you know, a little bit more difficult for me because I have a lot of close relationships with people within the building, but I think for the most part, it's been only a positive thing. I have actually been, as a special ed teacher, a co-teacher with about 20 of the teachers that are in the building. So it's very natural for me to be in other people's classrooms because I've already worked with them there. So I, I feel very honored and grateful that they welcome me in that way. Um, but I definitely think that the transition was surprisingly way easier than I thought it was going to be. Awesome. And and as you're in your in your second year here and, and and you know still early in your journey, what would you say, Danielle, are some things really important to being a school leader, being successful as a an assistant principal? What would you say some characteristics or, or skills or uh, are for that role? Well, I think having a growth mindset is super important because always trying to be better tomorrow than you were yesterday, I think is a great attitude to have in any role that you play. And it doesn't really matter what job or what field you're in. I, I think that that growth mindset is what helps you be successful where you're at. Um, in addition, this role has definitely made for a lot more need for being reactive to problems that arise. So I think having like good problem solving skills is extremely helpful and being able to do that, you know, on the on the fly. Um, because you don't always get a whole lot of preparation for some of those things that just happen to come up. And then if I had to pick a third one too, I think communication is essential. Mm -hmm. Communication might mean being choosing to be quiet about something, you know, remaining silent in the appropriate times and also having a sense of humor when that's called for. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you're watching live, don't hesitate to jump in here with, with Danielle. Uh, maybe your kids are watching and they can uh, give us some secrets here or some, uh, you know, recipe, mom's best recipes, things like that. I hope they don't. <laughs> uh, Danielle, how about, you know, I, I was not from Port Jervis. I was a, an outsider and came into a small town, which I've grown to love and they've grown to accept me. You know, is knowing that community, Frontier Middle School, you know, in Hamburg, New York, is, is knowing that community as well as you do, is that something that, that helps you or kind of hurts you in the role? I feel as though it's a benefit to me. Um, I'm very passionate about the work I do because I'm from this community and because I live in this community and I'm raising my children here and they're going to school here too. So it takes a different perspective for me. And, you know, they say like, don't take things personally. It's hard not to when it just is personal to you. And that's very, that's a very motivating thing for me. Yeah. Danielle, we're going to talk about a number of your passions here, your family and your work and, and outside of school. 
but I know working with special education students is a, is a deep passion of yours. You know, where did that where did that start? How did you know that you wanted to help these kids that that need our help so greatly? Well, this is one of those powers of a single experience because I did not originally go to college to be an educator. That wasn't the path I was on. It wasn't the path I thought I was going to be on. And surprisingly, when I look back at that, it's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting that all the friends I was friends with in college, they were education majors. I was the only one that wasn't, and it never occurred to me to be like, hey, what are you doing? Maybe I want to do that. I did not think of it at all while I was in college. So when I actually started thinking about, like, what do I want to do? I had a bachelor's degree in psychology. I wasn't yet sure what I was going to do with it because I had at this point changed my mind. I didn't, I no longer wanted to be a law enforcement officer. So that was, that was what the intention was of going for psychology. So I kind of was searching for where do I want to be? I have an amazing friend, Sam, and um, she was in education. She was early in her career at that time. And she worked part-time as well at a group home to have extra money because she was just starting out. And I remember talking to her and I don't know where we were going, but we were, we were like driving somewhere. And she was like, well, you should try this. I think you'd be good at it. And I'm like, hmm, all right, well, maybe I'll apply. It was really just that kind of moment. Like, sure, I got time. I have a couple other jobs, but why not have another one? (laughs) I ended up applying there, and she had worked part-time to earn extra money. But it turned into my full-time gig to work at a People Incorporated um, group home, which services adults with developmental disabilities. It was, like, the best job I think I've ever had, you know, prior to right now. And and you knew there that you wanted to work with that, that population? I absolutely did. Like I had no idea going into it that it would be something that I become so passionate about. I loved everything about it. Yeah. And they're lucky to have you. We need people that, that have those hearts and minds and, and want to help those children. And uh, they're lucky to have you and, and, and good for you. Uh, Danielle, you touched on college a little bit. And again, not going uh, for education, but you also kind of were on your own going to college that, that, the decision to do it financially to do it and, and and nobody really pushing you to go my my mom is my biggest fan she's watching you know mm-hmm. i it was i was going to college and my parents were paying for it and that was just the next step i didn't even really have a, a choice right you know and but you you had a very different scenario you know why don't you tell me about that that struggle and what made you want to you know make sure that you went to college uh you know during that time Absolutely. And you better be thanking your your mom all the time, just so you know. (laughs) She better hold you to that. Thanks, Um, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's not like my parents said, no, you can't go. I think, you know, my parents were very young when they had me. And they happened to have friends who had children who went to college and then, you know, they paid money for it. And then their children flunked out. Mm. And that was all the stories I would get from my parents while I was in high school. And my parents are like, so just so you know, we're not doing that. Um, so you better, you know, figure that out and you'll be fine because both my parents didn't go to college and they are fine without that education. But I wanted to have the education. 
And I did have extended family that I saw, I see one time a year. I kind of still consistently only see them one time a year. And all of them were in education, but that is like my second cousins, or is it first removed? We always had that debate. We weren't sure what we really should call each other. Um, but they were kind of it. And that one time a year, we would just talk about my great uncle. I remember him telling me, you know, you can go to college, right? And he'd be nodding his head up and down, like, because you're going to go. <laughs> So I figured it out. I worked three jobs and, you know, I think I'm still paying the debt from it, but it's all worth it. And I would not have redone that in any way whatsoever. I'm glad that I went for it. And I encouraged my younger brother to do the same thing. So I feel like education is key. It's the life that I live. And I hope that I instill in my own children that this is what you're doing. You're going nice. <laughs> and, and you went to Fredonia. Did you have a, a good experience at Fredonia in, you know, in the yep. psychology major? Yep, I left uh, Fredonia. I was a resident assistant so that my uh, room and board could be paid for. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also uh, worked at a local restaurant there, which also it was here in Western New York at the time. So I was able to like kind of transfer and work while I went to college. So I didn't spend a lot of time like a lot of students do doing the student, you know, party life. I was very into doing my coursework and doing well because it was expensive and I needed to make the most of it. Yeah. Well, good for you. And you are now and, you, and you're doing something in your in your zone here. Mm. And we talked a little bit in the pre-show, Danielle, about, you know, this experience, this podcast being a little bit out of your comfort zone, right? Public speaking and social media, but you still kind of agreed to do it. Uh, and you also touched on the growth mindset. So what was it that you said, you know what, I am going to try this. I am going to do it and come on the podcast. Well, isn't the theme of 2020 to step outside of your comfort zone every day, all the time? Like, I feel like that's the theme for everybody, quite honestly. Um, I personally am always looking for opportunities to learn and to grow. I, I've always loved being a student and learning. So I'm always kind of craving that and looking for different ways to do that. And for me, public speaking is a huge, it's a huge barrier for me moving forward. And it truly was something that kept me from moving out of my teaching job. You can put me in front of kids all day, that's fine. But when I move in front of the adults, it seems to give me a physical anxiety reaction that I don't even seemingly have control over. Like I no longer feel confident that my legs will take me from where I'm standing in front of everybody to go sit back down. <laughs> I, you know, it's just something I'm really trying to work through, and I'm pretty honest about it with people because I'm like, if I fall, I just want you to know it's from anxiety. Don't worry, <laughs> I'll get back up eventually. <laughs> so, in your role now as assistant principal, do you have to lead like meetings, or, you know, speaking engagements? How have you tackled that? Well, I think that's another part of, you know, the benefit to having been at Frontier Middle School for so long and having developed relationships with people. To be in meetings with the people that are here does not really give me any anxiety at all. When I stand in front of the faculty, like in the auditorium amongst everyone, and they're all looking at me, that does give me anxiety. Um, but now with, uh, you know, with all the requirements and mandates we don't have any of those situations so it's mostly just on like zoom calls and things like that now yeah well you're talking to thousands of people now and uh, hopefully when this gets released it'll uh, it'll go further and you're doing great so 
Well, thank you. I wish you would not have said that. <laughs> uh, Danielle, one of the pers- uh, people you mentioned, your friend Sam earlier, but uh, somebody else that kind of helped you along the way that you is a role model for you is your is your principal, uh, Ryan Sikorsky at Frontier Middle School. Uh, two school leaders with that last name, S-K-I, I don't know. Uh, but, um, you know, he, he's shown you a lot and, and really is a, is a role model for you. What what are some things that, you know, you like uh, to see in him as your principal and some things that you've learned from him? Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, he's the kind of leader that you just feel as though you, you feel confident that and trusting in him that, you can emulate the kinds of things that he does because he doesn't make it look so in, in, increasingly difficult to do, which is amazing because it is incre- it is very difficult to do and he makes it look so much easier. But what I've noticed about him and one of the things that I admire about him is that he has great confidence and trust in his people. Mm-hmm. He does, you know, with his admin team, with the teachers, with everybody, all the staff and faculty. He trusts and believes that you're going to do the best job that you can, and he stands by and supports you. Um, he listens more than he talks, and he makes sure that he always includes you. Like in, like when I was learning and deciding if I wanted to be a leader, he would definitely include me in the things that were difficult so that I could see like how he navigated those different circumstances. So that was always like a great, to me, a great example of what a wonderful leader should be doing. You know, he's modeling all the things that are the good things to be doing when you're leading buildings. Yeah, and probably making it look easy along the way. He totally makes it look effortless. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous. But um, he's also extremely reflective on things. And there's a difference between being reflective and overthinking. I'm more on the side of overthinking. (laughs) So he kind of helps me to reflect on things in a more positive way so that I'm not overthinking and getting myself into that place where you spiral out of control. Yeah. And this is great to hear, Danielle, right? Uh, Someone who's seeing something that they want to achieve too, and they're doing it and modeling uh, because we need great leaders uh, in school. We need great leadership now. Uh, And kudos to Principal Sikorsky for for doing that. Uh, I love your term about being inclusive. and, And I love the term the leader is is the person who invites everyone to the table. So to hear that he's doing that in terms of learning and growing the leaders, uh, it sounds like you're in a great spot, and it's the school that you that, that you went to. So you you you're checking all the boxes here. It's awesome. Yeah. I know. And there was a tip from your book that I remember resonating with me about Ryan, like really strongly. And it was to stay calm, but don't be afraid to use a little mustard. Mm. And I've never said this to him. So if he's hearing it now, I feel a little bit embarrassed. But he is the chillest, most calm person in the world. Like it's it's so unleader like and so unlike the way I naturally am. So he kind of calms me down a whole lot. Um, but but yet he has a presence about him that he can bring the mustard when he needs to. Yeah. Especially- I love especially up there in Western New York, uh, get, get it going. Uh, if you're watching live, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and again, a question or comment for Danielle. She's doing great. Um, and yeah, and Danielle, we met in that book study. I was so happy to, to have you in that, the great group. Um, you know, what was it that made you say, hmm, I want to try this? And, and, and then, 
you mentioned about the mustard. What were some takeaways uh, that you took from that that exercise that we did? Well, I believe that whenever, wherever you work, whatever you do, that you should always do more than what's expected of you. Mm. I think that, you know, when as a teacher in a classroom, those students always stood out to me. And I always wanted them to know that that's the skill here that I'm not necessarily teaching you, but it's the one that's going to help you be even more successful in your life than the skills I'm actually teaching. Like doing more than you, than expected. I, I try to always be a role model of that because I think that's important. Cool. Yeah. And and you mentioned the mustard. Was there anything that when you read the book said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right away? Um Yes, I did the I bought all of these cards and I did start writing out cards and mailing them to students and some to staff as well. Um, just to kind of, and I'm not doing it as much as I would like to be, but I know that that's something that I'm going to be doing more of just because it really, it really feels natural for me to do something like that. And I feel good about it. So I hope other people like enjoy that as well and that it builds them up because that's important. And I think that building relationships, you talked a lot about that during our book study. Um, those relationships are just so important. So sometimes I don't want to ever take for granted that, you know, I have some of those relationships and that I don't need to be fostering them more. I always want, you know, people to know I'm thinking about it and I'm caring about it. Yeah. And that's that growth mindset, right? That you yeah. want to continue to make those relationships better. And really, there's no bonuses in these jobs. But the bonuses are when that parent a couple years later, maybe at graduation or whenever and says, hey, I, I really want to thank you for that note that you sent to, you know, Samantha for her getting into the National Honor Society when she was a sophomore. Like, right. I'm like, I didn't even remember that. And I'm like, Okay, good. Thank you. You know, and I'm like, did I send that? Was that me? You know, um, but those cards and those acknowledgments mean so much, and they're they're definite relationship builders. Right, and I, I think that with the pandemic and with schools today, I know our school started hybrid and then is currently full remote. Um, I think with all the different and new things that we're doing today, I think one of your tips, meeting them where they are, is mm. super important. Like people need to know that it's you're enough and it's okay wherever you are wherever you are right now will help and support you from there and you know that's kind of in a different place for everybody at every time you know people have think real things going on at home that you know it's taking their attention and focus away from the work that they're trying to do or they're working as hard as they can and not really feeling as though um, they're as successful as they had been before yeah Absolutely. And it goes to the thing we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? Knowing that, that people are stressed too, that that level of stress is, is so high. And uh, again, just trying to take a little bit off. So, right. but uh, it was great that you came to that. And then here you are. And again, we hope that this podcast, you know, people see it somewhere and, and you never know where it's going to take you. So, um, Danielle, about you, you know, outside of school, you have some other things that you're very passionate about. Too, we talked a lot about your, your school life, but uh, you know, you're a mom, you, you mentioned your husband earlier, uh, you're into fitness, but you, you're also really into country music and, and the, a hockey mom. I hear a lot about soccer moms, but I, you know, maybe I'm not in Western New York hearing about hockey moms, but that's those are two big parts of your life. Tell me about the, the country music first. 
Well, I just, my daughter is 13, like I said, and she is the absolute most fun human being to go to any concert with. Um, I took her to her first concert um, the summer before last, like before the whole pandemic hit. We went to um, Deering Lake, it's called Six Flags sometimes, I'm not sure what it is right now. Um, We went there and saw Thomas Rhett in Mm. concert. He is like her favorite country star of all time. So we went there. We had so much fun. Talk about dancing like no one is watching. That is what 15 year olds do. And it is so, is so wonderful to watch. Yeah. And, And what is it about the country music? Is it the stories? Is it the perseverance of the artist? Is it the music? What is it? I feel like a lot of the artists have wonderful stories. Like I feel like as a genre, they really give back a lot. And I find that to be very wholesome and needed in the world today. Um, I never really need to worry that there's, you know, anything too inappropriate that's in there for my children to be listening to. Um, And our whole family kind of enjoys it. You know, it's kind of the thing we can all sing along to. So that's kind of makes it fun as well. Yeah. Uh, I love it too. And uh, if you haven't been, I recommend the Country Music Festival in Nashville when this is all over with. Uh, but that is a that is a great a great spot. So uh, that's good. I'm a fan as well. Uh, and the other thing, Danielle, uh, being a hockey mom, uh, and that's mm-hmm. with your son. And uh, what does that mean to you? Well, I think hockey moms out there, I think we're of a very passionate breed. That is for sure. Because I don't know who I am when I am at the hockey rink, I become somebody else. There is, I've never been a sport, I never played a sport growing up. Um, so that adrenaline feeling that I've read about and heard people speak to, I don't have, you know, I never felt that before. So I'm thinking that's what this is when I'm watching my son play. I, like, I am insane. Like I'm screaming his name, I'm very embarrassing. I, I just, <laughs> really love being his best cheerleader and his biggest fan. It's one of my favorite things to do. And with the pandemic happening, I really just feel like that is one of the things that I miss the most because that was really a major part of what our family does together. Yeah. Is that shut down in your area? Is it, is it not happening? Well, he can practice, but he can't play games. So, so no, no yelling for mom. No, I have nothing, no one to yell at. I can't get that out of my system. <laughs> and are you yelling at him? Are you yelling no. at the game, the refs? Oh. oh, no, I don't mean any yelling that's negative in any way. Just the encouragement. Yes, okay. I'm so proud of you. Go get them, you know, <laughs> get a goal, like that kind of thing. Okay. And the people around you are bringing the noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> well, you know, some people bring cowbells, and that's aggressive, so I don't like that. <laughs> I like the cowbell. I like it. Um, and Danielle, again, being a healthy leader, being a healthy role model is important, you know, and you talked a little bit about that in our, our pre-show, like, how do you, how do you sharpen your saw? How do you find time to exercise and, you know, eat healthy and, and do that being such a busy person? Well, I don't give myself too strict of rules for anything. I'm pretty flexible and easy on myself and forgiving and, you know, you have to listen to what your body's telling you and listen to what your mind is telling you. And when you need to shut it down, then you have to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a homebody by nature. Um, I, you know, quarantining is, is not a super scary thing to me. That's okay. Um, I don't mind staying at home and being there. And I, I tend to really just relax and shut it down when I need to. 
is there a um, like a health routine that you do you like running is it do you work out in your house like what is it what is your trip yes i love designing workout programs to use weights for the most part i used to be an avid runner and running really mentally puts me in a great place and i love mm -hmm. that but i had a knee injury and now running just doesn't feel the same anymore and it actually when i do try to do it because i'm one of those people i don't like to be told i can't mm -hmm. and the doctor kept telling me you probably shouldn't run you should just walk fast well that is not the same. So <laughs> um, I do do the walking fast, but then I just add the different weight programs to it. And now with YouTube, there's so many options to like look at and take from it what you want and design something of your own and keep it new and different every day. So that's motivating to do. I'm not an early morning workout person though. I want to be, and I tried it. I am very unsuccessful at it. Yeah. I have to do it later. <laughs> And especially right where up where we live, the, the cold, the dark. I, I used to be able to do it too, and I don't know if it's that I'm getting older. Uh, I, I got, I, I have a, a college shirt on now, but I got my shorts on because I'm going to exercise right after this. But I'm with you on that. It's, it's challenging in the morning. Really is, and it, yeah. it's hard sometimes. You know, when the job gets very busy, you know, there's different times of the year when you tend to be inundated with many more after school events and things like that, or just stressful things happening. And then you tend to put a lot of those things to the wayside. And I always try to get it back. You know, the team of people I work with, they're avid exercisers. So that's like a good reminder to me too, to, you know, remember to take care of myself because when you empty your own cup, then you're not good for other people. That's spot on. It sounds like you're in a great spot, Danielle, and around good leaders. Uh, that's great. Danielle, is there anything else you wanted to share? We're going to get to rapid fire here and, and, and uh, get rolling. But, you know, this is a tricky time. People are looking for inspiration. They're looking for leadership. Was there anything else you wanted to share for, for parents or school leaders or teachers that might be watching? I think so. It You know, right now, things are not supposed to be perfect. And I think people are really looking for everyone to fix everything and make it better this can't be better. I think everybody is doing the best they can. If this was the best model of education that anybody could do, we would be doing it all the time. And for sure, we everyone knows, everybody in education, this is not better. We're doing the best that we can, but we want it to go back to, you know, the way that it used to be because we believe that that, you know, seeing kids all the time, that's what's better. Yeah. Great point. And and people are doing their best and they need to forgive themselves a little bit and, and not have so much pressure. And we have to believe in tomorrow, you know, like be kind today because this is going to pass. And then we all have to pick up the pieces and continue on. So, you know, kindness matters and, you know, being great role models for each other and for the children, I think is super important. Awesome. Well said, Danielle. I agree. Believe in tomorrow. That's that's beautiful. Let's get to rapid fire. It is exactly what the title is. They are quick answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Western New York. Last book you read. Personal and Authentic by Tom Murray. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I read that in the summer right after I did uh, right after I did the spring session with you. So it was like perfect segue. Do you know you both use the acronym for fear, but you both use it differently? Really? Really. He um, his is to forget everything and and run, or 
forget everything and rise. And then right. yours is different. False evidence appearing real. Yes. So you both <laughs> use that acronym. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Last movie you saw. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Classic. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Moana, the action uh, thing, you and your daughter, uh, with, with the thumbs up. Favorite place to travel? Um, well, I like to stay at home, but if I, I, Vegas is one of my most favorite places to go. I love Vegas. Is it the weather? Is it the gambling? Is it the shows? What is it? All of that that you just oh. said. I loved it. We we went three times. The first time we stayed for an entire week, I wasn't bored for one second. Like I love how hotels have more than one pool, so you can like go for whatever the vibe is of your day. Like it was just so much fun, so much to do. And of course, we gambled, but it wasn't like the main component of the vacation at all. You could definitely go to Vegas and not be a gambler. Vegas. <laughs> Uh, best cold weather trick from Western New York to keep warm? Drink hot beverages. <laughs> you could experiment with all different kinds of hot beverages. You could really see. My daughter and I decided we were going to make hot, cho hot cocoa bombs. Have you heard of these? I have not. You have Please. not? So. Yeah. So you like buy a mold and you melt chocolate and it makes the mold makes it into a hollow chocolate ball, you fill it with a packet of hot cocoa and then some mini marshmallows. You buy the real ones in the bag, not the ones that come mm -hmm. in the cocoa packet. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of meld the two halves of the mold the ball together and then you chill it and then you drop it inside of coffee or hot milk or hot water and eventually it'll melt and all the marshmallows will kind of pop up and kind of make like a a really small explosion. It doesn't go all over or anything. I was expecting something bigger because we were calling it a chocolate bomb, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was fun. I've been writing down points of wisdom that you shared, and I like to put out highlights. I've never had a highlight, uh, but I might have to push this out about the chocolate bomb. <laughs> well, you have to decorate it too, so it looks pretty, and then it looks like an ornament, actually. <laughs> if you search it on Pinterest, I'm sure you'll find it. I love it. Uh, Danielle, you shared a lot of passions. You shared a lot of things that, that get you going and that, that you're into. What is something that just gets under your skin? Something that bothers you like a pet peeve? Um, not seeing things from other people's perspective. I think um, working in the group home and working with with special education students has taught me to look at things through a different lens all of the time. And that's not one lens, it's multiple lenses and sometimes in all at once. Um, just to try to keep the perspectives of where other people are coming from and meet them where they're at. Well said. Uh, we know you're not working out in the morning, but what are some great leadership morning routines that you want to share? Well, you have inspired me to have a new one, and I have to thank you for it because when we were setting up this interview, you said make sure you listen to some of the other podcasts which I had done back in the spring when we were doing this. It was like I would listen to some here and there. So instead of listening to the news in the morning, which is incredibly negative and depleting, I have made it a new routine to listen to a podcast every single day while I get ready for work. I feel like I am smarter from doing that. It puts like education vocabulary and perspectives and just positivity right into my heart and mind for the whole day. So awesome. thank you. Awesome. And you'll be putting those notes in the rocket book that you'll be using. So good for yeah. you.
favorite thing about Western New York? The food. If you come here, you have to eat here because it's delicious. <laughs> I was supposed to go this past summer. We were going up. We were going to go around. I was going to have wings in Buffalo, and we were going to go to the falls and then up and around. Yeah. Oh, that would be a wonderful trip. Have you ever been to the falls? We have not. Well, you have to go. It's one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, it, it's on the list, and I'm hoping we can go back. So I know wings, right? People go crazy about the wings. Like, what else? What else is a, a food up there? Where is there something else that? Uh... Well, I like spicy. Anything Buffalo spicy food, I think, is delicious. A lot of people that come here like roast beef on whack. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that, but that is like a you know Buffalo favorite. Um, I like pub food, so if you came to Western New York and you went to any pub, I'm positive whatever you ordered would be fantastic. Wow. And it's roast beef on what? Whack. It's like a whack roll. It's like a roll that has big grains of salt on top. Oh, man. We are just yeah. learning all kinds of stuff here. We got wax and we got chocolate bombs. Man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, your go-to line, right? This is probably new in your role of leadership. But if if a parent's really giving you the business on the other end, you know, what's your what's your what's your line? What can I do to help? Smart, <laughs> smart. Um, best purchase under a hundred dollars that has had a great impact on your life. I have a caffeine addiction, so that would have to be my fourteen cup coffee pot. I cannot do a Keurig because it would take too much of my day to make a cup at here, there, and everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I just like the fourteen cups made every day. <laughs> Is it you keep it at school and kind of keep going back to it? No, I make it in the morning and then bring bring the huge great. cup to school and then make wow. more when I go home. You talked about that on the on the uh, the book study. I remember you saying it. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because you said bring your favorite drink, and everybody else seemed to have other kinds of things, and I just had my coffee. That's I right. I'm boring like that. <laughs> That's right. Something about Danielle Kalinsky that people do not know about. Well, I mentioned a little bit that I actually went to school to be a police officer, and I had mm -hmm. had met prior to that with an Army recruiter because, like I told mm -hmm. you, searching for how to pay for college was a real thing. So I wanted to perhaps go into an ROTC program. So I was like this close to enlisting and then I changed my mind. But the police thing has always been a passion of mine. But anyone who knows me well would think that that's hilarious because I have zero sense of direction and my driving skills are questionable to say the least. <laughs> they take pictures of how I'm parked in my parking spot. It's never correct. Oh um, so police shows though are my favorite because then I can live vicariously through those actors and actresses. <laughs> and and again, you hope it's not a lot of your job, but you have to do some enforcing of the rules at school and sure. some disciplining and you know, so you have a, a touch of that in your in your role. You just don't get the cool uniform and you know the taser and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best COVID advice that you would uh, give to others? Stay home. Mm, true. Find things um, you love there. And I love quotes. I'm a quote person. Do you have a favorite that you want to end this with? Well, I hope that mine doesn't sound too cheesy, but know that I was around kids more than I've been, you know, leading adults. And I would always say to my students, what you think about, you bring about. Um, and they would actually say it for me in a lot of different circumstances so that I wouldn't say it again. Um, but truly, like, I believe in that mindset. And if you just tell yourself that good things are going to happen, I believe that they will. Danielle, you did great. I know this was a little out of your zone, but you... Uh 
You really did good. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, what would be the best way, Danielle? Um, I have that. Um, my Twitter feed is actually my the one social media thing that I actually use more than anything else. So that would be the best way to do it. At Kalinsky underscore Danielle. Is it? Did I have it right here on the bottom? Is it at the underscore? That's it. Yep. Okay, so it's at D underscore Kalinsky. Uh, this was Danielle Kalinsky from Frontier Middle School. You did great, uh, Danielle. We appreciate you. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. I am at Andrew Murata21 on Twitter. Uh, this was show number 149. Unbelievable. Uh, Danielle, you stay on the line. We're going to cue this music up and just uh, this going. All right, we're going to end the show here. And uh, Danielle, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all those who left your comments. Dr. Dina, we appreciate you. Uh, and uh, keep surviving and thriving, everybody. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.